Hello and welcome to Delightful. I'm your host, Lisa McCrowan. Delightful is where science and psychology meet spirituality and creativity to help you follow what delights your heart and live a life you deeply love. Welcome to Delightful. I'm so glad that you're here and that you're tuning in today. As we get started, take a moment and put your hands on your heart for a moment. Soften or close your eyes if it's safe to do so wherever you are. And ask yourself, what is delighting my heart right now, today? Maybe even in this, even in this moment. Maybe you're on your lunch break from work. Maybe you're coming home from work. Maybe you're ending your day. What are three things that are delighting your heart? But what you've experienced, seen, noticed, touched, or felt today? And notice how that might give you a little bit of a a lift for your spirit, some softening of the mind, softening of the muscles in the body, and yet a reinvigoration of the heart. So today we are talking about how we end our day matters. I've been sharing about in the previous episodes about how we start our day matters. And there's two episodes on that, about how we start our day, um, some meditations in there, some practices. And so, of course, then I wanted to bookend this by then bringing up how we end our day matters too. I often talk to clients uh, in coaching and psychotherapy and the the consulting work that I do with organizations and leaders, bookending our day with being intentional about how we start our day and how then we end our day can really help us live lives of meaning and purpose. And then so that then the in-between times... We are staying true to what is important, what is most important to us, what matters most to us, whatever our anchor is, whatever we are setting out as our intention and, and whatever is guiding us for the kind of life that we want to be leading. Because essentially, that is one of the things that I'm all about, which is leading a life that you deeply love and leading a life you deeply love is about living with that meaning and purpose self-awareness and bringing intention to our day so how we start a day and how we end our day matters so today with how we end our day i want to start with a poem i'll share some reflection And then I'll lead you through a practice, a simple practice that you could do at the end of the day to let go of the day um, to, and then to be able to go into sleep 
so that you can rest in your nervous system and your body, mind, heart, and soul are ready for restful sleep. So if sleep is something that eludes you from time to time, for whatever reason, I, I kind of say that with a giggle because here as a midwife woman, uh, midlife woman, um, there can be times when sleep eludes me. And so if this happens to you at times, I encourage you to look at episode 39, Rest is the New Superpower. Rest is the New Superpower, number 39. Um, in there, I talk about these ways that we can rest in our day to take these breaks from the digital, from our digital lives and from the stimulus that's, the stimuli that's in our life to help us to rest and I offer some five approaches to bringing more awareness and boundaries around our online time. Because as, as we all know, that blue light and everything else, like that stimulation, that affects us and it affects our ability to go to sleep. So, and then I also in that episode share a guided meditation to help you rest so that you can, you can listen to that going, going to sleep and helping you to get to sleep. So check that out. So today, in terms of how we end our day matters, I'd like to start with this poem. It's from my book, Your Light is Rising. And it opens the section about the evening, so the fifth and final section. That's about how to cultivate peace, cultivating peace. And this poem is called, It's Time for Quiet. It's Time for Quiet. It's time for quiet. That's enough work for one day, love. Put down the pen and paper. Close the computer. Put the phone on silent. It's time to rest. It's time to devote your energy and time to quiet. Come back to you. Slowly move your body and stretch. Like an ocean wave, feel the vibrant inhale and the cleansing exhale as the breath breathes you. Return to the altar of your heart and let me sit beside you, breathing, resting, dreaming together. Soak in the beauty that you are now older, softer, and yet even more deeply sensual and lovely. Rest in luscious surrender. I'll fuel you and guide you tomorrow. Now, just rest. I wrote that poem at a time when I was, <laughs> I was really needing to rest, and I felt like the divine God universe was speaking those words to me and was writing this poem to me, through me. Like, that's enough for today, love. Put down the pen and paper, put away the computer, put the phone on silent. It's time to rest. I don't know about you, but a lot of the people that I work with, and myself included, we could use a boundary reset when it comes to 
our evening routines. I mean, so many of us are doing so much up until the last moment that we decide to go into our rooms, um, brush our teeth, do whatever we do to, to get ready for bed and and then get into bed. And sometimes I'm guilty of this too. We treat ourselves as if we are a device that we can just easily like keep going, 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 do our thing, taking care of everybody else and working, just being active, even watching TV, <laughs> being on, 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 on devices. We think we can just all of a sudden like, oh, okay, now I'm going to plug me in. I'm going to be, and I'm going to go into silent mode. That's just not how it works for our nervous systems and for our minds. I was just talking to a client the other day and we were talking about how We've both have seen this um, in in our work with the people that we work with, um, that in this culture of mixed lines between work and home, and in the age of divi- di- uh, digital devices, where we always have our our phone with us or a laptop or um, an iPad. Like these, it the lines between when we're working and when we're supposed to be playing or resting or connecting with others, connecting with nature, connecting with the people that are in our lives, like it can become, those lines can get really blurred. And so we can find ourselves like working until late in the night because we can, we have access to work stuff right where we are. Like I can remember... <laughs> This might date me. I'm okay with that. Uh, I can remember having a desktop. And so you'd have this big clunking desktop. And so it wasn't going with you anywhere. It was staying at your desk. And so you would have to get up from your desk uh, to go do things. And, and, And again, the computer remained on your desk. You didn't carry it with you. And so in order to go back to doing email or working on a project or a paper or something like that, like you would have to intentionally go back to your desk. Well, nowadays, nowadays, it's like we just carry that with us all the time. And so we carry these, we should call them overstimulation devices instead of smartphones, overstimulation devices, (laughs) because We are bombarded with messages and stimuli all the time. And our nervous systems have not caught up to technology. And so what this means is that even more so, we need boundaries, strong, intentional boundaries around how we end our day clear boundaries, strong boundaries that that we that we hold pretty darn tightly in order to give our nervous systems ample time to decompress, our eyes to rest and for us to recoup from the stimulation that we've had in a day. So these are some of the things that I love talking about with my clients and and this client in particular we were just yeah, just talking about how how necessary it is. Like years ago, we could kind of get away with 
some boundaries like because maybe we went to work, but so many of us are working from home now or because we had desktops. Well, now again, those boundaries are much more blurred. And so it is up to us to put boundaries in place around our end of the day. So one practice that I love to use to end my day is to journal about the wins, the wins that I've had in a day, the things that went right, that I feel proud of myself for, the ways in which I stayed aligned with what matters to me. Like, for example, I was super patient with someone that I love, or um, I gave my time and attention to my dear ones when they asked for it instead of working. The ways that I cared for myself today and made these micro choices, maybe 10, 20 little micro choices in a day where I was choosing to love myself by taking a break from work, going outside for a moment, taking Sherlock outside into the backyard, putting my feet in the grass, eating something nutritious and nourishing and sitting down at the kitchen table as opposed to standing at the kitchen island. This is a practice that I encourage leaders that I work with and coaching and therapy clients that I work with because so many of us have a negative bias. Just as human beings, we have a negative bias. We are going to tend to notice, harp on the negative and especially about ourselves. Oh my goodness. I have said this before in other podcasts that in other episodes that the, one of the themes that is weaved into all of my work with clients, whether that is one-on-one or if it is working with groups or teams at an, with an organization, we can be so harsh with ourselves and every single person that I have ever worked with individually or in a group could use a dose a stronger dose of self-compassion. And I really do believe that when we deepen and widen our capacity to love ourselves and to show ourselves compassion and mercy, we have much more deeper and an expansive capacity to show others out in the world love from our dear ones to our coworkers to our neighbors to people out and about in the world. And we need this right now. We need more people who are self-aware, who are treating themselves with kindness and moving out of that stress mode, that chronic fight or flight, where looking for the next fight, looking for the next Um, way in which they're being wronged in public. We need more people who who are much more nourished in their nervous systems, where they are softened and soothed. And then they are out in the world. We then can be out in the world 
where with that kind of presence, we are going to be less triggered, less reactive. And boy, does our world need that right now. So I hope I have sold you on self-compassion. And so this practice of in the, in the evening, maybe you're a journaler, I am a journaler. Uh, it really helps to write this stuff down. Take like a week and for like seven days in the evening, write in your journal the wins that you had in your day. Again, where you honored who you are, you acted with integrity, you, you practiced something that, that you're wanting to cultivate right now. And write those down. And then, and then, this is key. As you're writing them down, and then at the end too, notice what is happening within you, within your nervous system, as you recall these wins as you list them, as you write them, as you name them. Notice what happens in your nervous system, how your body probably both settles and then also is like, ooh, a little invigorated. And there's some humming that happens in the heart. You might, you might even feel proud of yourself. You might even feel this sense of appreciation for yourself and a sense of hope. Like things can change, stuff that you're working on. See, look, there are, there are micro examples that of little proofs, little votes for the person that you are and, and that you are aligning yourself to be. So try this to end your day with noticing and naming your wins. Let's practice this together now. Take a moment and come into presence. And at the end of the day, that might mean stretching out your body, making any shapes with your body that help you to be right here, to release, to let go. to draw your attention right here into this moment. You might feel the wave of the breath, especially that exhale, releasing and letting go on the exhale. And making any shapes with your body that feel nourishing right now. And for this meditation, you might want to have a journal with you. Maybe you journal during the meditation or after. Sometimes it's nice to see your own written words that you can look back on when you need to, just to see the goodness in your life. And as you settle into presence, recall this day and the wins you had. The ways in which you took a step toward following your heart. 
courage you showed to follow your heart, to listen to your heart. The times when you stay true to the human that you are and that you're growing more deeply into. Name those wins. Noticing the the micro or small ways that you honored yourself, you believed in yourself, you stood by yourself. These are all wins. Recall the ways in which you loved today through your presence, through actions that maybe that others know or maybe will never know. The ways in which you you loved others today. And feel that hum of joy and appreciation for being true to yourself. For bringing this creativity, this love, this regard into our world. Let that fill you and fill your heart with joy. Let the cells of your body fill with gratitude for who you are. Celebrating yourself. Give yourself permission to celebrate yourself. It's time to do that. It's not boastful. It's not too much. To celebrate and appreciate yourself has been a long time in coming. Celebrate the moments when you rested, when you gave yourself spaciousness, when you slowed down instead of hurried. when you regarded your body, when you paused to touch into your breath and contact your heart. Those moments when you let go of perfection and when you said, that's enough for right now. When you set a limit, a boundary. And if you feel a, yeah, but I didn't, come on, shake it off, 
shake it off. Literally, whether you're standing or sitting or lying down, let let those fall off of you. You don't need them. The yeah, but I didn't. Let those fall off of you by shaking. And if there are not yets arising in you, things that you just didn't get to, haven't been able to do or to be yet, you might say, what I was about today was enough. What I was about today was enough. The not yets are exactly that. Not yet. Maybe tomorrow, maybe next week, or maybe not at all. But today, for today, this is enough. You are a beautiful human being, a creative force, a loving presence. You are deserving of rest and play, quiet and alone time, time with dear ones, time out in nature, time to sip your tea or your coffee. Those are truly wins in a world of hurry that prizes productivity. This is powerful. You are a powerful presence. Celebrate your power of pausing, connecting, spending time in nature, giving yourself time to think and dream and be. Notice what these kinds of winds do for you, how they support you in being a powerful force of love and creativity, how these kinds of winds add to and deepen a kind of beauty and truth that our world needs, the beauty and truth of presence and being. And take a few breaths in and out. And as you do, tell yourself, good job, love. Yes, use a term of endearment with yourself. Good job, love. I'd like to end with this haiku. It's called The Way Home. It's in my book, Your Light is Rising. And in my book, Gems of Delight. I am quiet now, listening to my heart beat. My breath leads me home. I am quiet now, listening to my heart beat.
my breath leads me home. Thank you for practicing with me today. If you'd like to support this podcast, you could leave a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts. You could get my books. You could also become part of my Delightful Divas. It's the community that supports this podcast and other free content that I create for the world. Thanks so much for considering supporting Delightful. If you'd like to support this podcast, you could leave a review on Apple Music. You could get my books on my website. And you could join my Delightful Divas, the community that supports this podcast. Thanks so much for considering supporting Delightful. Until next time, may you be delighted. Delighted.